From BYU Radio's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. In the studio today, we've got Mickey and the Motorcars, a touring band whose hometown is pretty much America. From the Sawtooth Mountains of Stanley, Idaho, to downtown Nashville, and even Austin city limits, they play 200 days a year, jamming in every nook in the nation. The torrent of music the band produces is like a tumbleweed in a tornado. They've released seven full-length records, including their latest, we're going to hear from it, Heart, Hearts from Above, and during their recent European tour, they laid down live tracks for their next project. Today is a totally unplugged three-man version of their usual five-man stage show. We've got Mickey Braun, the band's frontman, vocals and guitar, his brother Gary singing harmony, sometimes leads, and Dustin Schaefer also on guitar. We're going to kick things off with the title song from their latest release. On the album version, you'll hear all four Braun brothers singing, something that hasn't happened in the studio since they were teenagers. We'll talk more about that family history of music, but we'll kick it off with Hearts From Above. One, two, three, four... In these boots of mine I walk in love The way the leaves shadows cast Look like hearts from above Hearts from above Descending upon me Hearts from above Sending your from the other side of the city I can hear your heart call out to me Let the truth be the judge and you will say I was made for you and we were meant to be Baby, I can feel you Baby, I can feel you Baby, I can feel you all the way Baby, I 
can feel you all the way Baby, I can feel you all the way From the other side of the city Yeah, this city Sometimes Salt Lake City That's Hearts From Above, the title track of Mickey and the Motor Car, Car's latest album, performed just now in studio here on Highway 89. Mickey Braun, lead vocals, acoustic guitar. I really like Hearts From Above. I love the album cover. Thank you. Uh, with the, it, it reminds me of the candy bomber. Yeah, right? Little hearts falling down <laughs> on parachutes from right? everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah, me about lovely. writing that, because I heard you kind of got inspired by hearing one of your heroes play. I did. I was actually at a Alejandro Escovedo show in Austin, where we live, and uh, down at the Gold Continental Club watching him play. And uh, after the show, I was walking home and, and uh, just kind of was really inspired by his show. So on the walk back, I started thinking about a melody that um, I really uh, had kind of been working on already, but uh, just started putting words together. And by the time I got home, I kind of had a verse, the first verse kind of written and sat down and Started writing it until I was uh, too tired to stay up. And, and then uh, <laughs> Is that sort of the songwriter's curse? You're always working on something. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. You wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, and if you don't get up and write it down, you won't remember it the next day. So you kind of do have to, I do anyway, I have to get up. I don't have the, the brain capacity to, <laughs> to hold on to the lines that I like and the melodies. So I do, I'll get up and, and record something on my phone or, or uh, write it down at least just to get it locked in. Hey, we were also impressed that with playing 200 shows a year, you're still going to shows. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's I think that's a, one of the biggest parts of being a, a musician is is always just to, to keep your band fresh and keep your songs fresh. You should always be out watching other people and seeing what they do and, and how they entertain a, a crowd. And, um, you know, we went and saw Bruce Springsteen not too long ago in Houston and and, you know, he puts on one of the best shows on the road, and it really inspires you to go out and try and do the best you can and, and keep He does like three going. hours. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. He works way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about this new album. Uh, this seems, uh, you know, every, every life has its ups and downs, mm -hmm. and so do the fortunes of a group that stays together for a long time. You've I'm had so some weird. albums on the darker side. Mm -hmm. This seems to be hitting the other side of, of the meter. Yeah, I, I think that... The group of guys that I was writing with on this record and, and just the place that I was at in my life. Um, I just got married and um, I've just had a, a really good last few years. And uh, the, the the guys in the band right now are all uh, not quite as tired as, as we were on the last record, you know. So <laughs> there was a, <laughs> a really nice freshness going on with everybody and... and uh, it just helped out in the in the songwriting side of it for me to to kind of write some more upbeat and kind of happier stuff. So I'd also read that uh, when you were narrowing it down, whittling it down from mm -hmm. about thirty five songs, which yeah. I don't know if people know how many songs yeah. get written that don't get used. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there that uh, that you know most I think most bands and most songwriters do that same thing. They they all write a bunch of tunes and then you collectively figure out which ones fit together the best for that album okay and, but the line we liked best that we found <laughs> online was, maybe this was you who said that t typing all their lyrics up and making sure they weren't too cheesy were there some yeah. that just didn't pass the cheese test yeah absolutely i think uh i definitely write a lot of songs that after i 
start playing it, I I listen to it back on a recording, and I go, gosh, that's horrible. Why would you, <laughs> you know? But I think that all all songwriters do write a, a certain amount of songs, and they they all can't be, you know, on that top ten list, you know. And that's part of being a writer. I think if you're a writing children's books or what you're doing if you you have to go through a lot of really bad stuff to get to some a, a small amount of good stuff hey i wonder what have you been surprised by reaction from someone who heard a song and just they interpret it their own way it means something different than you even thought of my wife does that a lot <laughs> well, let's start right at home okay <laughs> yeah she's pretty funny she's always asking me questions about what's that song about i think and then she's i go i ask her i go what, what do you think it's about and i'm like you're way off <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> no, a lot of people do that. A lot of people come up and say, hey, man, I really love the way that you wrote a song about this or that. And and I sometimes I just let it go and just go, yeah, well, awesome. I love, I love your take on it. <laughs> uh, you guys have been playing forever. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yeah. the first time you were on a stage performing for somebody? I actually don't. Um, I... Just from picture is the only thing that I actually have. I have a there's a photo of of me on stage with my dad and my brothers, and I was probably about five years old, and right around there. And I don't remember it because it was so long ago. But um, I do remember starting when we started getting on stage a lot and playing with the family band. And uh, and I remember when I first started learning how to play bass, I was probably about seven. Six, six or seven. Yeah, right almost as there. tall as the bass. Why yeah. not? Why not yeah. pick it up? Right. Yeah. So tell it. me about the Everly Brothers show because you must yeah, have been man. pretty young for this. I was. I was. I think I was six or seven. Also, right around that same uh, time frame when mom and dad brought us to uh, see the Everly Brothers in Boise, Idaho, and uh, we just listened to them around the clock on that. We had the records and their tapes, so they were a big influence on. Uh, just what we listened to growing up they, with their harmonies and their songwriting. And um, we, you know, worked up a couple of their tunes and tried to... Good harmonies. Do, oh, the best, I think. But, but I heard also they broke a string and you thought it was pretty cool what they did. Yeah, that was, it was the first time I ever saw anybody throw a guitar on stage. It was the first <laughs> rock and roll move I ever got to witness. And not to smash it. No, know, yeah, not to smash not, it. No, not, not the, at all. The they just, thing. he broke the string and, and uh, just took the guitar off and threw it over to their guitar tech on the side of the stage and... And the other guy brought another guitar right out to. to and they probably just. I don't need, Yeah, I don't remember if it was Don or Phil actually that did that, but it was really cool. And uh, their piano player laid down on his back and played piano upside down and did all kinds of cool rock and roll stuff that we'd never really seen before. So it was it was our first experience out outside of just watching you know Dad play guitar on on the on a stool or whatever you know well good let's cool. we're gonna hear some more we'll <laughs> yeah, let you take your place over yeah. there uh, you can play on your back if you want <laughs> we, i think I'll, I'll just stay in the chair <laughs> very good uh, we're excited to hear carolina morning there's a great song uh line in this song check check out music grow in opryland and get to know my friends and i have to tell you we'll tell you more about the family history but as kids mickey and gary braun performed with their father and their brothers they performed at the Grand Ole Opry, and they certainly had friends on Music Row, including people like Johnny Cash. Even though they didn't have a TV growing up, they were on TV twice playing the Carson Show. How would that be? You've been on TV more than you've... Maybe we'll talk about that. And But their neighbors uh, get quite a show, too, usually seeing them perform in the back of a flatbed pickup truck. This is Carolina Morning. One, two, three, four, one.
Girl, when I left you, my poor old heart was breaking Because I know your love for me is right But the sun's gonna rise on you in Carolina It's gonna set on me in Tennessee tonight yeah, I've had Carolina mornings and California nights. Times and places in between I found to be alright. But it feels so good that it's understood. I show up without warning and I love you on a Carolina morning. Tomorrow night I leave for California After that I might go home to Idaho But the sun's gonna rise on you in Carolina And girl, where it sits on me, I just don't know yeah, I've Carolina mornings and California nights. Times and places in between, I found to be alright. But it feels so good that it's understood. I show up without a warning, and I'll love you on a Carolina morning. Sunshine. Check out Music Row in April and, and you can get to know my friends But more than likely I just show up without a warning And I'll love you on a Carolina morning Yeah, yeah, Carolina mornings And California nights Times and places in between I found to be alright But it feels so good that it's understood I should without a warning And I'll love you on a Carolina morning It feels so good that it's understood I show up without a warning and I love you on a Carolina morning. Let's take it home, boys.
Carolina Morning, performed live in studio by Mickey and the Motor Cars. This is BYU Radio's Highway 89 live music program. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Gary Braun does the vocals, he sings harmonies, and he's playing acoustic guitar right now, but you play a lot of other instruments. I'm also seeing a harmonica on the floor. I assume that's not just a stand for your phone there. That Yeah, <laughs> we're probably going to play some harmonica All right. towards well, the end. I'm looking forward to that. That'll yeah. be fun to hear. Uh, you guys are used to playing in all different configurations, from the big family band. Sometimes mm -hmm. you and Mickey travel as a duo, I've read. Yeah, we do a few acoustic shows here and there when the, sometimes the venues, it's more appropriate for a smaller, more intimate type of show. And then we do a lot of jamming with my brothers and my dad and stuff, too. Okay, that leads me to the show I wish I could see, which is your family reunion. Yeah, it should it, come up sometime. Braun Brothers Reunion Chalice, <laughs> Idaho. This is a big event. It's a concert. You don't want to hear the music at my family reunion. <laughs> it's just like, well, so-and-so had a tap number, and she'll get up there, you know. Yeah. And, well, there are 30 other girls, so the wave part won't look so good. Anyway, you guys really put on a show. Tell me about this. I mean, you invite other people to this. Yeah, it um, started out kind of my dad and his brothers had a band in the late 80s and stuff, and, and then they broke up and started having families and stuff, and then they thought it'd be fun to get together once a year and do a show, and so they started doing it real small in Stanley. And then we kind of grew up and started playing and started bringing our bands out from Texas and then started bringing our friends and all those guys out to join us. And it just kind of went from a one-day show to a three-day festival with about 5,000 people <laughs> pretty quick. I hope you don't have to feed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a hot dog stand. <laughs> you can make a little money on the side there. Yeah. I heard that it, it goes on rain or shine. It does. We've done it in the rain. We've had snow. Um, Usually up there in that country, the weather blows through real quick. You know, it doesn't typically rain all day. It'll do, you know, a little kind of probably like it does here. It'll rain for 20 minutes, and then it could be sunny and 80 the next, you know, 20 minutes later. So, Hey, the video for the song we're going to hear in just a minute, <laughs> Long Road to Nowhere, is that all in Idaho? Yeah, we filmed all that right by Chalice there at the Braun Brothers reunion and then up at my parents' ranch just about between Stanley and Chalice. It looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. It's like you guys just sort of said, well, just follow us around doing what we normally do. Yeah, well, we got kind of lucky because we had our friends from the Texas music scene were up filming the event. And so since we had all the cameras and the crew there, we talked them into shooting our video for us. And that's pretty much what they did is they just followed us around for about five hours. <laughs> and, that was, and then they did a great job editing it and put it together for us. Yeah, so I've, I've been watching that over and over. It makes me want to just take a trip somewhere. Yeah. Very nice. Hey, but I also wanted to ask, this is one of those songs that's got that, I mean, you are in a tour bus mm. in the video, but it feels like a train. It's got that background rhythm, that ding -a -tick -a -ding -a -tick -a ding mm. Tell me about that. Well, it's got a train beat, so that's probably where you kind of get that. And then I think we had our friend Buck who played accordion on that mm. uh, in the studio, so it kind of helps keep it, keep it moving a little bit. I think it gives it that nice flavor. Well, let's hear it. All uh, right. This is a Long Road to Nowhere. You can Google the video if you want to see these guys in their natural habitat up in <laughs> Idaho. I notice Mickey even has a, a medallion hanging around his neck with the actual shape of the state of Idaho. It's got a little mark on it. Is that for where Stanley is? Yeah, it's a heart. It's a heart. Okay, good. Long Road to Nowhere. This is from their latest album, Hearts from Above. This song just hit number eight on the Texas Music Chart and number nine on Texas Regional Radio Report. Yeah. Ready, boys? One, two, three, four.
drowned in my head There's nothing I can do Another lonely ghost town Another empty bed I was a fool for losing you It's a long road to nowhere With a million miles to go I reach for you It's a long road to nowhere With a million miles to go I reach for you I reach for you For your love There's no one that knows me better I've been broken down, scattered around And I pick up the pieces and find my way Back to you Circles, the road it moves in songs, the saddest ones for you. And I know that I've been blind, girl. I know that I was wrong, stubborn through and through. It's a long road to nowhere with a million miles to go. I reach for you, I reach for your love. There's no one that knows me better than you It's a long road to nowhere with a million miles to go I reach for you, I reach for you Today in the BYU Radio Performance Studio, Mickey and the Motor Cars. That was Long Road to Nowhere, a song you can hear in its full, more electric, more percussive version on the band's recent album, Hearts from Above. This is Highway 89. Right now we're talking to guitarist Dustin Sunshine Schaefer, and uh, he said, take it, Sunshine, during one of those, uh, is this what you get called? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, where's, and where's this nickname from? Um, from the movie Remember the Titans, oh, yeah. there's the the guy that comes yeah, in about halfway through Cal- California with, boy. With and the I good think age. it was uh, I think it was Cody. Yeah, yeah Cody or Willie. One Cody, of one of the one of their brothers, was the initial person to dub me Sunshine, and it just kind of stuck. Maybe it was the hair. I think it was a lot, a lot the hair. <laughs> I don't know how your aim is with a football. If you, could. I'm, I'm pretty all right with a football. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you got a, an electric guitar for your 12th birthday, and that. You, you just never stop playing it. Pretty much. And uh, who's your guitar hero? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I would say 
like the one dude that kind of got me into it was Eddie Van Halen. Uh, He's kind of my guy. But I've had a lot of different guys over the years. Like as you as you get older and your tastes change, you know. You yeah. So did you learn his solos? I learned a lot of a lot of their songs, note for note. Man, not easy. Not easy. But I sat in my room for two hours a day, (laughs) you know. So, do you have a favorite solo from a Van Halen solo? Well, Eruption is pretty pretty memorable. I mean, that's a two minute guitar solo with nothing else but guitar. Yeah, every guitarist um, should love that because they actually get to take the stage for a while. Um, man, I, that's a tough one. Um, Panama has mm. a pretty cool solo in it. Just the whole song has a cool guitar part. So I hear that you're the one in the band that actually was planning on a day job, the whole nine to five thing. Yes. College Mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, Yeah, I went to college in Texas, in San Marcos at Texas State University. I graduated in 2010. I got a degree in manufacturing engineering. And, you know, I just wasn't really, I didn't have a job offer out of college that just really jumped out at me. And this opportunity came up and I took it and never looked back. And, Okay, is, band there, ever some, since, is there some mechanical engineering part of your brain that every once in a while speaks up and says, are you crazy? What are you doing? No. Okay. No, it's, it's, no, not really. Like, I, feel like, I feel like this is what I should be doing for sure. So you joined the band. Uh, this is a band that some, has sort of a, a changing cast of characters now and then. Any band does. But the, my question for you about that is, we did just a rough count of past albums came up with about 74 songs and that's not in counting not counting anything that's new but mm-hmm. are you ever on stage and someone calls out do such and such you know from album <laughs> 2 or 3 and and what do you have to know that or you just sort of um, think it not always i mean we we can't play every song that people want to hear every night you know but we try to we try to keep the the popular ones in rotation you know, but but yeah, I I don't know our whole entire catalog. You know, I learn them as as they're necessary, but yeah, it's a lot of songs. <laughs> so I'm wondering also when you come into a group that has, uh, I mean, people have heard a song on a record, mm-hmm. and so they're expecting it's going to sound that way. But you probably don't want to play the exact notes every night, mm. or, or do you have to? Well, well you don't have to. Um, <laughs> but I think it's I think being a a professional musician you have to play what's on the record you want to do the records justice because when you go to a concert and you expect to hear something and it's different it's not always good you know so like if they left out the solo on eruption well yeah yeah. you know if you're expecting (laughs) to hear a certain part or a certain lick or something you know like i i do my best to to recreate those parts as closely as the previous guitar players played them yeah and now you're the guy creating those parts for all the new stuff yep so I also heard you got to go to Germany. Mm-hmm. First time traveling. Uh, it was my first US time. We Canada. went back in, uh, I think, January of 2012. That was my first time to go. And so overseas. do you feel like everybody understood all the lyrics? Uh, <laughs> they speak pretty good English over there. So Most people do. I guess I just wondered if it was different than playing in a club where sometimes people are eating and talking while you're playing or, or if people are coming just for the, music. the the German audience is very attentive like they're they're there to listen to you they don't talk while you're playing they don't they're not talking to their buddy and eating yeah. or you know like they're zeroed in and 
when you're done, they, they clap if you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. nice to be noticed, even when you stop, that someone notices you were playing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, let's hear some more music. We're going to let you take your place. Uh, we, that was Sunshine. That's uh, Dustin Schaefer, one of the guitarists for Mickey and the Motor Cars. They've toured Europe three different times, and with the amount of band tours they're constantly going on, uh, you could check them out online on their website, mickeyandmotorcars.com. Find out where they're playing, because they do cover the U.S. from east to west. Here is Led Me the Wrong Way. filthy old tricks And you were bright and so brilliant I didn't know when to quit And you led me the wrong way when I needed you You wanted forgiveness I said we were through You never did what you said you'd do You led me the wrong way Well in 90 we took a break We made a promise And we made mistakes And in good time You were all mine Just like before You walked out my door And you led me The wrong way when I needed you You wanted forgiveness I said we were through You never did what you said you'd do You led me the wrong way and the motor cars performing an in-studio acoustic and unplugged version of Led Me the Wrong Way. You're listening to live music here on Highway 89 BYU Radio. Mickey and Gary Braun, who are singing today, in fact, that was Gary doing lead on that last piece. They're brothers that are part of a larger music, larger musical legacy. So I want to go back. This is kind of weird to have the little music history lessons <laughs> section. So I'm putting, you know, getting out my chalkboard and my pointer here. But here's two generations back. Their granddad, greatest name ever, Eustatius, yeah. known as Musty Braun. He learned how to play the accordion from a mail-order lesson book. He grew up on a farm in North Dakota, not far from legendary band leader Lawrence Welk. I mean, who's the neighbor of Lawrence Welk? He was also a relative. I think that's so great. In the 1950s, Musty moved his family from North Dakota to Twin Falls, Idaho. He played his Hammond B3 organ at Club 93 in Jackpot, Nevada, also a great name for a town in Nevada. 
And he built his three sons a stage in the basement of their home. And at Club 93, he put his organ, the Wurlitzer Spindit, and the Spindit Piano at an angle so he could play them both at the same time. That's a true gigging musician, if you can yeah. do that. So here's a, a memory of the next generation. Musty has a son, Muzzy. What was his given name? Michael. Michael, well, so of course, he's Muzzy. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he talks about Musty covering everything from country to jazz to all the contemporary songs of the day, which were maybe Perry Como, Dean Martin, and the Beatles. And he had this library of music that was astounding. If anyone came up and made a request for a song, he had this huge alphabetized file system. He could reach over, pick out the song, and play it. And he says, I never saw my dad get stumped with a request for a song, ever. And I used to go down and watch him a lot. And that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great musical legacy. So uh, the Braun brothers were known for playing teen dances with their rock band called The Syndicate and segued into Western music, started playing the local rodeo and the fair circuit. Now Mickey and Gary are the center of Mickey and the Motor Cars and... Gary and Cody are the heart of Reckless Kelly. So we're going to talk more, and and you guys can correct me in any of this I got wrong. I want to know if you have (laughs) nicknames pre-chosen for your kids someday, too. So we know they've got to be two-syllable M names, so we'll be working on that. But uh, here's a great song called Long and Lonely Highway. Said I'd never file for you again We were always gonna be friends I knew it would be different than before But that all changed when I walked out your door Can't stop thinking about the old times I was running from the weather And you were young and sweet and innocent I thought that we'd always end up together And not on this long and lonely highway That I travel every night From jackpot down to Ely It's like being in, being in my heart You were never mine 
Mickey and the Motor Cars with Long and Lonely Highway on BYU Radio. We're going to talk to Mickey for just a minute. I think it's interesting to have this big musical heritage, uh, and that might maybe open the door, but once you put your foot in there, you still have to bring it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, was there ever a time when you were a kid, maybe that you thought, oh, everybody's saying, oh, I played with your dad. Oh, I knew your grandpa. Uh, did that ever bug you, or was that always cool? No, that was, that was always kind of a more of a badge of honor than anything we just uh it's, it's really cool to grow up in a in a family that whether you're farmers or doctors or whatever we're we're musicians and uh we i think we take a lot of pride in it and uh you know my dad and and his dad they they're also you know uh third generation idaho you know blood so we also take a lot of pride in that being from the west and I heard they just celebrated it. their 40th anniversary. They did, yeah. We just actually all went over to Hawaii together, and, and uh, we brought our wives over, and and we got to hang out for a few uh, five or six days over there and, and really had a great time. I'd never been over there before, so we we had a, a blast. Got to do a little golfing, and, and you know how it is here in the West. It's cold this time of year, so to get over there and get some sunshine and hang out was pretty great. Good. Well, that's your parents, Muzzy and Joanne. Mm-hmm. But uh, who did your dad have you listen to when you were growing up? It was a pretty uh, large range of different stuff. We listened to anything from the, the Beach Boys to the Beatles to Merle Haggard and, and Johnny Cash and, and then his friends, too, that play Pinot Bennett and the famous Motel Cowboys. And and um, uh, we also went to a lot of the uh, the poetry gathering uh, stuff mm-hmm. that was kind of Elko, Nevada, which was really Western. Uh, so we saw like, like the back, cowboy poetry. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Like Baxter mm-hmm. Black and Waddy Mitchell, and yeah, and so and Riders in the Sky were, uh, yeah, yeah, tons of people. So, so, what was your mom wanting you to listen to? Mom was a huge, huge fan of of Merle. She was that was her fave kind of. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, she listened to she liked Paul Overstreet and and uh, you know Don Williams, and mm-hmm. but she listened to us. A lot, <laughs> which was a little annoying on the ride into town. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know, we don't good. want to hear that again. You know, <laughs> yeah. Merle Haggard. I mean, he's been. Uh, they talk about him as saying the guy who knew about hard living, uncertain love, and 
Mm -hmm. workers ground down by depressing jobs. Absolutely, yeah. But what do you learn from someone like that? I mean, that's someone who, certain voices seem like they carry a lot Mm -hmm. of baggage somehow. Right. Whether they've got it or not, their voice has it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the biggest thing I learned from him was songwriting, to be true to your songs and try, you know, if you can write, if you can actually pull a song out and write it about a real-life experience and have it reach thousands of thousands mm. of people then uh, you're doing a you've either lived a pretty weird life or you've you know <laughs> i guess you've you've done a lot in your life and i i think that's the biggest thing is not being afraid to to write about real stuff whether it's embarrassing or whether it's the real deal and i think that's what i've i pulled out of his writing i think you guys probably must have been the coolest people on the block in high school because you went around and you actually played in a band for different assemblies yeah, we did. Which was a lot of kids' dream. So, what was that like playing for people your 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 very same age? You know, it was it was interesting. I think the uh, and was some that, day, some was days that for was, experience or you know it was actually now for making a living is mm. what it was. You know, well that's what we did. We traveled as a band, so we that was mom and dad's way of making a living. And you know, a lot of times playing those high schools was a lot of fun, and then a lot of times it was it was kind of embarrassing, really, because we were dressed up like cowboys and <laughs> and you know everybody else was wearing you know, Nike tennis shoe high tops uh-huh. and, and we were kind of the dorks in a way in our minds, you know, so but I thought everyone you know, with a guitar was the cool guy. Well, you know, the, that's <laughs> what saved us. <laughs> now we uh we we had a lot of fun and it, it was it was a great experience and it was fun playing and, and I think that most of the assemblies really enjoyed seeing a, a family do what we were doing and, and uh you know, we we had fun. But Hey, a last question on this sure. subject, which is do you think you learned really early how to deal with fans? I mean, not just performance on stage, but people who, who are a little starstruck or, 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 or just really love your work and want to mm-hmm. say hi personally. Yeah, I think uh, definitely growing up uh, as younger, it was a lot easier for us because we basically it was mind your P's and Q's, especially to adults. And, and uh, so my parents really raised us to, to be as polite as possible to anybody no matter what the situation. So for us to grow up with people just coming up and wanting to get an autograph or shake our hands, it was, you know, we were always taught to be as as nice as we could pull out of our hat. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, I think, yeah, definitely it's helped me out down the line now, you know, when I've met a lot of really um, famous people and and most of them have been really gracious and nice and there's been a few that definitely made you put a, a sour taste in your mouth i guess so well set up this next song we want to hear a fall apart yeah absolutely i i actually wrote this with uh my good friend brian keen and uh we actually wrote it about a uh, kind of a spoiled girl growing up in las vegas nevada we don't need to name names we'll have you take your <laughs> unless you want to shout it out in yeah. the middle of the song we'll hardly notice so here is uh, Mickey and the Motorcars. They're going to perform a song for us. Uh, this is called Fall Apart. Their website is mickeyandthemotorcars.com, and if you go there, you'll be able to see some pretty cool videos I think you'll have a, a good time with. We're here today but hearing kind of the unplugged version, the acoustic version. So here is Fall Apart. Yeah. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
She's on a roll, but she don't need money. A penthouse with no bills to pay. Life on the drag ain't always sunny. And it's hard to make some daddy's paying your way. All of the cops are sitting in his pocket. He takes a piece of everything. They said he's her boat, but she likes to rock it. Nobody ever says anything. But just one time, she wants to dry her eyes and mean it. And tell herself that she's down and out. And believe it, she just wants to fall apart just so she can feel it. Yeah, so she can feel it. Like the last one, money to spend and pills to take. Put it all on the line, let it pick your number. There's nothing to lose when you've got nothing at stake. Flipping pennies in a fountain across from El Dorado, watching all the trucks as they come and go. Oh, come on, girl, who do you think you're fooling with a Kerouac dreams? Fall Apart, performed here in studio on BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today in the studio, Mickey and the Motor Cars playing a, a more acoustic than usual set. They, they know how to kick it on stage. You need to check out their albums and their videos. But we are so glad they're here today. You'll find out why. <laughs> We're especially glad today in just a minute. Gary, we got to hear you pull out the harmonica. That yeah. sounded great. Thank you. When you tour and you do 150 or 200 shows a year, I mean, it's not really nonstop. You're not on the road the whole year, but how do no. you organize that? Um, well, we have a booking agent that schedules all, everything for us and a management that helps out with all that. And then um, we usually we try to go out never for more than a month, usually without getting home to see our wives or girlfriends or whatever else. Sometimes the family has to come out and meet us on the road for a weekend, you know, if mm. 
it's because it's hard to drive all the way to Portland and then not play Seattle and work your way home, you know? It's like, so a lot of times we make a pretty good swing out of a run, and then we'll try to take it easier for so the So you've got the tour bus, so you mm-hmm. can sleep on the road if you do. Yeah. So who drives? Is that you guys, or you no, get a driver? We have a driver that kind of takes care of it. And, Designated uh, driver, okay. Yeah, for good. sure. I mean, he's definitely a... Are there any particular stretches driver. of the U.S.? Maybe you don't want to say that, or that you think, okay, now would be a good time for the nap. For the nap? Yeah, for a nap, rather than... I guess I'm thinking of less scenic parts, but maybe we don't want to mention any states. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you'd really be surprised. Every state out there has its own special places that's really beautiful. I mean, even in Texas, you know, outside of Austin, there's some pretty cool spots with good swimming holes and stuff to do. And how do you deal with the same people Um, day after day? Oh, the band guys? We just kind (laughs) of... Well, that's a good question. We just try to respect each other enough, you know, as much as we can and try to get out of each other's way if somebody's having a bad morning or a late night or whatever. You just kind of have to learn to live with each other. And it's kind of like being in the Army or something, I guess. Well, we saw in your Twitter feed, this is from back uh, December a couple years ago, we had to put chains on for the last 50 miles. took three and a half hours to drive that far, but we're here, we're ready to play. Yeah. And I guess you do have to be sure you show up. It was in Stephenville, and we probably should have canceled that show. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, well, it was interesting. Well, it was one of those deals where we were driving, and the weather was getting bad, and the roads just kept getting worse and worse and worse, but we were in the middle of nowhere, and it was like, what are we going to turn around and drive 50 miles backwards through the same stuff? So it was like we were, we were kind of committed to it, and we should have been smarter and stopped before we chained up. <laughs> you know? But you guys made it here this morning. Talk about yeah. commitment. I heard that the bus had a problem this morning. Yeah, they're having trouble with the transmission cooler. The radiator had a little hole in it, so they had to pull it out and take it to a shop to get it repaired this morning. And so we just went over to the airport and rented a car and stripped it down even more <laughs> from a five-piece to a three-piece. We appreciate the commitment. Thank you very much. Thank you for having hey, us. Hey, we could not help but notice lots of baseball pictures. Yeah, we're big baseball fans. We, and not just hats. Yeah. Like entire uniforms, like special baseball <laughs> boots. Yeah, I got those on right now. <laughs> but, yeah, my brothers and I, we grew up playing baseball in, in rural Idaho, and we didn't have a TV and stuff, so we kind of were really into baseball. And my mom wouldn't let us play football because we were too hard on each other. And so we just kind of started watching baseball as we got older and when we go to towns if we get an opportunity to catch a game it's always cool to go to see a new park so are you all cheering for the same team or ricky and i are dodger fans and uh my brother cody likes the yankees and um willie likes the red Sox, and dustin was houston are you yeah Astros okay, fans. so that's not part of the audition process is who's your team no but it probably should be <laughs> <laughs> hey thank you very much we want to uh, we want to hear a song about uh, this song is called casino so i have to set it up with the best casino story i know which is that my friend his parents used to take him from utah to california to visit family every year and they stopped for the really cheap breakfast at Caesar's Palace. And there were, you could eat all you wanted for like a buck or two at the time. Right. And they're always walking past all, all of the machines and they're saying, Mom, I've got my own quarter. You've got to let me, gotta let me gamble. Right. And she'd say, boys, boys, you, know, you lose your money. And right. finally, she had just had enough. She said, give me that quarter. She goes over, she puts it in the slot machine, pulls the thing, and of course, like 30 bucks worth of quarters, which to them was a million bucks in there. Anyway, that's my one casino story. So we're going to hear this song from Mickey and the Motor Cars. It's Casino. Yep. I shouldn't have come here. 
on a roll of the dice I shouldn't have bet more than it takes to survive I got half the money to get out of this town if I could just double what I have on me now and roll on big casino like you always do all the girls in this hotel I leave them for you you know I'm a loser but tonight I might win just enough to get out of this miserable city of sin I came on a hot street It was my lucky day I had some traveling money I should have walked away But I swear I could feel it When I doubled it down And then I couldn't be when my luck had run out So roll on big casino Like you always do All the girls in the hotel I leave them for you You know I'm a loser And tonight I might win Just enough to get out this miserable city of sin Roll on big casino Like you always do Leave them for you You know I'm a loser And tonight I might win Just enough to get out of This miserable city of sin This miserable city I'm in yep. Casino Live on Highway 89. Today in studio, we've had Mickey and the Motorcars, brothers Mickey and Gary Braun on vocals and acoustic guitar, guitarist Dustin Schaefer on lead. From the Sawtooth Mountains of Stanley, Idaho, to downtown Nashville and Austin City Limits, Mickey and the Motorcars do over 200 gigs a year, jamming all over the U.S. They've released seven full-length records so far, including their latest, Heart From Above, Tour information and videos can be seen online at MickeyandTheMotorCars.com. Thank you guys for coming in, Mickey. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast. Hey, we get our own little concert here. We love to hear from you, our listeners. You can send a comment or find out about the show. Watch any episode at your leisure at byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.